check, check, check. All right, let's see if uh, I remember how to do this. All right, uh, let's uh, let's get started. Janky town, Jack, hit the ground, Jack. We can get the janky poppin', that's a sound. Jack, Jack, we make your frown, Jack. Go upside down, Jack. It's getting janky, we the greatest pound for pound. What up, Dave? Jack, what up, Dave? Jack, what up, bro? Jack, what up, James? Jack, what up, Dave? Jack, what up, Dave? Jack, what up, bro? Jack, what up, James? It's getting janky. It's getting janky. It's getting janky. I love it when we jank around. It's getting janky. It's getting janky. It's getting janky. I love it when we jank around. Janky. Town. It's episode 127 of Janky Town. Thanks for coming back. You could reach me anytime at jankytown69 at gmail.com, on social media at jankytown69, on Twitter and Instagram. You could always call the jank line and leave a message at 855-JANKY69. Please do. I like hearing from you. I was today years old when... I found out that someone tells you to break a leg before an audition because they hope you end up in a cast. No! A TV show pilot is called a pilot because it's the first time it's on air. This little piggy went to the market doesn't mean the pig went grocery shopping. It means the pig literally went to the market. When someone tells you to hold your horses, they're telling you to be stable. No! Like a stable no! horses. No! Sand is called sand because it's in between the sea and land. Sand. A division symbol is just a fraction with dots replacing the numerator and denominator. Well, those were some fun facts. Jank says, I know it's been a while, but man, when I tell you, it's been a... April was insane. I, I just, I, I don't know how I survived. Let me, let me, let me give you a little insight of what was going on in the life of me, Dave. Just before April, I went to Mammoth Mountain. The next weekend is Easter. And what do I do for Easter? I go up to Bear Mountain to uh, teach my nephew how to snowboard. Now, snowboarding is hard enough by itself, but trying to teach somebody, like really teach them, not just go down the mountain, here's here's some tips and see you later. Like that's how I was taught how, how to snowboard. My friends took me up to Bear Express and said, hey, we'll see you at the bottom of the mountain. And then they kept lapping me and lapping me. <laughs> As I was scooch, scooching down the mountain, uh, falling on my ass every time. But no, I wasn't going to do that to my nephew. I was uh, there teaching him what to do, teaching him how to go. And it was kind of cool to watch his progress from not knowing anything, even how to ride like a skateboard. Like we had, first we had to figure out if he was goofy or regular. Uh, and then to watch him ride a little bit and fall and then to do a run. And then I took him to the blues. 
maybe that wasn't the best idea because once he sees how steep it is, he freaked out a little bit. But the hard part was on my end, sitting on that mountain, you know, strapped in, just holding my spot, trying to teach him. Because, <laughs> I mean, listen, I thought I was in shape. Nah, man. Nah, that that was that was not happening. So that was tiring enough so, in enough. So that was tiring in itself. But then what happens after that? April. What happens in April? And it's Coachella time. I think that the people that return to normal life the second that Coachella ends, like Monday or Tuesday, are the strongest people in the entire world. No, but for real, because why didn't any of y'all tell me that I needed seven business days to recover after Coachella? Let me tell you. After surviving, I mean, that, that lady is not wrong. You do need at least a week to uh, survive Coachella. And then you go back for Coachella weekend too. And then some people even go to Stagecoach, which is mind-boggling. But I want to tell you about my experience at Coachella this year. And it all started, like, I planned to go out on uh, Wednesday night to get my passes and I'm headed to Coachella, and I get a phone call. <laughs> hey, man, those passes that we thought we had for you? Nah, sorry. It's not happening. My passes fell through. Ugh, ugh. But there were some people that I wanted to see. And uh, my friend Miles from K-Rock being one of them. Like, I just want I just want to see, I like seeing people, catching up with people at Coachella because everyone's there. So I shoot him a text. It's like, hey, man, uh, my tickets fell through, but I would like to see you, you know, at sometime not at the festival. And this saint of a human being texts me back of, oh, I got an extra pass. You want it? <laughs> Bam. Pass acquired. So Miles, thanks a lot, man. That was uh, really cool of you to to hook me up with that extra pass. So there's one thing that I really missed about Coachella, and it, outside of the festival itself, it's the parties. Now I went to um, opening night. You know, Thursday night there's a party uh, for a company called London Alley. Now, they had some DJs performing, and they had, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Anderson Pock, who goes by the DJ, his name is, I think, DJ Peewee is his name. So they had him spinning. How was he, you might ask? Um, from what I've seen from before, He's pretty good. He plays all vinyl and, and plays a great selection of music because it's Anderson Pock. But I didn't get a chance to see him at the party. Why? Because I was at the front gate <laughs> trying to get some friends in to the party. Now, as cool as Anderson Pock was, I'm sure it was, there's nothing more... I don't know if it's, it's what's the word like enjoyable or like just fascinating than people at the door of a party at, at a Coachella party, especially, but I'm sure like at the clubs and everywhere else, it's the same thing. Watching people from both sides of the fence, by the way, the people trying to get in and the people trying to get them in. 
it's so fascinating. Now, I went up to security and I said, hey, you know, so-and-so is allowing this person to get in. And I was told, no one is coming in. That's it. The party is is capped. No one's coming in. And I, I'm not a troublemaker. So I said, oh, okay, hold on. And, you know, let's just wait it out. I told my friends, let's just wait it out who I could see across the gate it was like it was like being at a border like you know trying to come to the country just seen at the gate and i can see you I, i'm trying to get you in but then to see the other people do you know who i am i run this joint i'm doing this these people are influencers and security just saying i don't care it's not happening that was crazy. It's it's so fascinating because people get so upset and like fights almost break out. It's but it's so much fun because you got people coming from other parties who are wasted already. And then uh, you got the people inside the party who are wasted trying to get their friends in and they're missing the most important part. Like I did. I literally missed the whole set. And after an hour, I just gave up. You know, I, I was I'm nice about it because I'm not a, a big pushy guy. So I was like, oh, my friends couldn't get in. All right. Sorry, guys. I couldn't get in. I'm actually leaving now. So uh, I missed all of the Anderson Pock set. But that was fine. Come to Friday. Uh, weekend one. This is all weekend one. I, get, I just missed Coachella. You, ju- you just miss it. You, you do. I mean, I've been to every single one. And every single one has been a different experience for me. There's times where I see... You know, 20,000 bands. I see bands every day. And then there's times where I don't see any bands. This year, I had a specific hit list. And, you know, one of them was, of course, Blink-182, who was announced uh, the, was it, like, the week of. Blink-182 was playing their first show at Coachella. So I had to be there. So I make my way all the way to Blink and it gets crowded fast. Now, I don't know if you've seen the photo of uh, they were playing the Sahara tent and I've seen it posted a bunch of places, but the Sahara tent is packed and you see the crowd flooding out everywhere. Like just just a sea of people back far far out of the tent but it was nuts it was nuts and i waited for the reunion of mark tom and and travis for a while now nothing against matt you know it was i I enjoyed them i i was probably a minority who enjoyed matt's time in blink 182 but there's nothing like having mark tom and travis back so they come out and they play and it is just so cool to see everyone like just singing along all the words. Mark and Tom, you know, their banter, their childish banter. Travis even spoke, which which I thought was very funny. Um, and then uh, <laughs> and then when they were playing, uh, I think it was all the small things. I think they used their original videos like uh, the, the original video their their graphics their their production that that they used from back then and it was so blurry and i asked you know around like i asked people who were in production like why is it so blurry they're on these 
4K Coachella has these 4K screens and stuff like that. And and I was like, why is it so blurry? And they're saying probably because they're using the same video from when that song came out in the you know the same graphics from 2012 or whatever that song was all the small things came out so it was pretty funny and and uh, to notice that just that little aspect of it but man it was so good to see blink and of course you know the the moment that that became a meme now it's uh blink 182's i miss you everyone sings along to tom's part and let me let me just uh let me i i had to record it because this is what everyone was 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 waiting for and it didn't disappoint To hear the crowd just sing, where are you? <laughs> it was it was a special moment, I think, to hear that for the very first time. Uh, but you know what? If I was Blake, I would end with that song now. Because damn it was cool, but it's like we've heard it so many times. But just to hear Mark, and uh, I'm sorry, to hear Tom sing it and then singing my ad and and stuff like that like it's it's almost seen a meme in real life now uh and that was fantastic so it was great to see blink 22 um and then also on friday night i went to go see another band who i haven't seen in years another i I guess they're not a band they're just a, a dj set a group the chemical brothers and man talking about like it's I realized that after my phone, I only took one video, and which is a good thing because their set was so visually stunning, and they are so damn good. And yeah, I had a couple of drinks in me at the time, so it uh it hit. Here's a little Chemical Brothers for you. Talk about getting you amped. They they had everyone going. And here's where I fucked up, though, because I was lucky enough to get a guest pass. And so I'm up front close to the stage. But for a show like this, you want to be in the back. You want to see all the visuals and feel everything. And I wasn't. I was a little too close, so I missed out. So boo-hoo me. Poor me trying to be cool up front. Nah. I messed up. I should have been in the crowd with everyone else dancing along because it was a damn dance party and it was so much fun. So Saturday, we went back a little earlier and we lucked out because the weather was fantastic. It wasn't too hot. It wasn't cold. It wasn't windy. But we're still from Friday just blowing, you know, dirt snots out because there's no escaping it. There's no escaping the Coachella cough. Um, but Saturday, it was cool just to hang out in one spot because everyone I kind of wanted to see 
was on the main stage. So I just picked a spot, hung out, had some drinks, watched Rosalia, love her, just crazy. I don't know half what half the songs she's saying, but she's saying half the songs, you know, but she's a great performer. And then Blackpink. So it was really cool to get a taste of Blackpink. I didn't stay for the whole set because uh, I went to go see someone else. But to see Blackpink perform, it's, I don't know. It's like you try to understand why and how they are so big. And, I mean, I I had no idea. I didn't know anything about them. But they did put on a good show. A lot of dancing, a lot of singing, a lot of individual singing too. So it wasn't like a, a, like a Destiny's Child thing where they're going back and forth like that. It was just a lot of... of uh, one person would sing like pretty much a whole song and then the next person it was it was really cool it was really cool to see so blackpink um rosalia then eric prids went to go see eric prids and he had his own show uh he, crazy show visually stunning lots of effects it was it was awesome and then went back for calvin harris um calvin harris sure was good i mean i sat there and waited and waited and waited so uh we had a party to go to so we said around midnight we're like all right time to bounce and then of course as we're walking out you hear you hear his, him come out and uh start performing but at that point we were we already gone so that was saturday now sunday uh phew, sunday at that point i wasn't i was done i i there was no one that really interested me on sunday and then the whole Frank Ocean thing happens. And sir, what do you think about Frank Ocean? Frank Ocean! Fuck you! You piece of shit! That motherfucker! A piece of shit! <laughs> Alright, listen. I'm sure Frank Ocean is great and his music's great. I have never listened to Frank Ocean. I didn't get the booking why he was gonna why he was headlining but man people were going crazy for him and i'm happy that people enjoy an artist that way but he then came out changed everything was an hour late and performed like six songs now there's so much I, i'm not going to pretend to know everything about frank ocean because i don't i don't i don't know his fandom i don't know anything about him i don't know his music but what I do know is that when you have all these people waiting for you, you need to perform, dude. He said that there was like, oh, he had a broken ankle. Yep. Could have just easily just sat on a chair and sang your songs. But no, he, he, cut, his shet, he cut his set short and bounced out. Now, I thought that was a pretty shitty thing to do to his fans, man. And listen, I could be wrong, but I thought, like, if someone has that crazy of a fan base, someone, this fan base booed off Drake off of, of a previous performance when they thought Frank Ocean was going to come out, that you go and give it your all. And I know you haven't performed in six years. I know you're dealing with some personal issues, but you signed up. You knew this was coming. You know, you have the whole ice rink thing where he had a, they changed the, the sets. They changed everything. He stripped everything down to make it easier for him to perform. And he only played a couple songs and then bounced. 
Oh man, that's that's crazy, and that's that's fucked up thing to do your fans. Um, now normally I, I I would say I would honestly say weekend two is better than weekend one. Why? Because all the bullshit is cut out. The parties, there's not that many of them. The influencers, everything is all out. Like. It's all about the music for Weekend 2. And then when they announced that Frank Ocean was not going to play Weekend 2, I was like, oh, well, that's, I wonder who they're going to get for the main the main performance. So they brought back Blink-182 and then added Skrillex, Fortet, and Fred again, which was probably like, I was like, that's when I got really jealous that I wasn't going to, to – uh, to uh what you call it weekend two <laughs> i oh my god and i know i sound like pretty like a lot of people don't get to go cello at all and and here i am bitching that i'm not going to weekend two because i had previously made plans but it's the people that were there i think you know first of all the blink 182 set on the main stage with the pyro added things they have a week under their belt this is the second performance they sounded really good um but i thought that the weekend one performance was better because it had that welcome back energy and that nervousness that they had I mean, it was so that that first performance was so cool the second one was great too but i i watched it on the stream but fred again and Skrillex and Fortet, man, they had a party going. And this is what I think Coachella is about, right? It was great to see Blink-182, a rock band, you know, punk rock band, whatever, pop punk, whatever, play to that many people to hold, to hold that audience. And then Fred again, Skrillex and Fortet making it a party. It wasn't about the biggest name that's out there right now. The the like the, I guess the Frank Oceans, you know, the weekends or whatever. It was a party that everyone it seemed was having a grand fucking time, and that's what I thought Coachella was about, and that's what's great about it. So to all the people who saw who saw that that set. I think that was a, a a legendary set. It was, it was gonna be. It's gonna go down in history as as one of those legendary sets. That it's where were you at when you when you saw that set? You know, Daft Punk, um, Beyonce, all you know, Kanye West, all those sets that, that people still talk about to this day. Um, I think Fortet, Skrillex, and Fred again is gonna be that set. So kudos to you. Now, what was I doing that? <laughs> at, at that weekend too well i was hanging out with three-year-olds um it was my nephew's birthday my other nephew and so we went to the san diego zoo and god damn i love the san diego zoo so you know i was happy to be there but i think i'm gonna sue them i think i'm gonna sue the zoo why because one the hippos were closed the, there was there was no hippos in the hip in the hippo uh exhibit two they they uh they promised otters they said go this way for the otters the otters are located here you know what's not there otters otters weren't there some other animals were there but not river otters 
this is so fucking cool. But here's why I'm really going to sue the San Diego Zoo. And I'm not going to sue them for money. I'm just going to sue them for what they promised. I went to the Australia section. And sure as shit, there it is. There is the wombat uh, exhibit. Ready to go. Just lined up. Where's the wombat? No wombat to be found. <laughs> Damn it. What false advertisement. I, ju- I just couldn't believe it. Like You're just like, oh, come on, man. And I kept going back throughout the day. I was like, maybe. I know he's a nocturnal animal. So maybe he'll come out later in the night. But no. <laughs> no, but the zoo is is awesome, man. And, and I just really enjoy it. And and look, I'll, I'll go to the zoo anytime. So And you get a great walk-in, too. <laughs> so after that. After that zoo trip, what do I do? I decide to host a, a, a birthday party for another three-year-old, a different three-year-old for a friend at our house the very next day. Let me tell you guys, kids are exhausting. I don't know how parents do it. It's exhausting to be around that many kids and chasing them around and pulling things out of their hands like sticks and knives and 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 uh, bottles and, and things. Like, my God. The, the effort <laughs> just trying not to don't pull the dog don't do this don't do that it's like oh parents how do you do it how do you do it <laughs> oh boy all right well that was my weekend that's what i've been up to that's pretty much why i uh i i've been silent it's just it's just not that i didn't want to record i was just dead and uh jenks says uh i gotta tell you man we like sports and we don't care who knows i'm shooting hoops to the super bowl we like sports and we don't care who knows it's been a tough a tough year being a, a clippers fan right well i mean it's been a tough go in general but this year i mean the ups and downs that that are happening. This the regular season was a pain in the ass to begin with, because all the load management, all everything that was going on, and me being a Clippers fan, I'm still you know I'm rooting for every single player on the team, not just the superstars, not just Kawhi Leonard, not just Paul George. I'm rooting for everybody, and you know they made the trades. They got Russell Westbrook, which which it started out really bad. They lost like six in a row, fell like three four spots in the the standings. And then they had to win their last game to kind of just make the playoffs and not the playing game. And, you know, I got to tell you, I was not feeling the best about my team going into the playoffs. Um, But after game one, when Kawhi Leonard just went off on the Suns and you're like, you got some excitement, right? Like you're back in it. You're like, okay, it's on. These guys are, everyone's playing great. Norman Powell, Westbrook was like a whole different player on defense, at least. On offense, was he was very, he was struggling a lot on offense. But then game two rolls around. Same effort, different result, right? Suns had a great game and they lost that game. But you know what? Still optimistic. Took one out of two out of Phoenix. Coming back to LA, here we go. Where this is where we dominate, we take over, we take control of the series. We're playing great, guys. Yeah. 
Then we get the news that Kawhi Leonard is out with a knee injury. So it's all backups and Russell Westbrook, really, essentially. But man, I got to tell you, I was proud of the team because they hustled their ass off. They played really hard for three games, three more games, which, okay, they lost. They lost all three in a row. But you know what? They played really hard, and I couldn't be more proud of my team. It sucks. There's injuries. People are talking about what do we do with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Well, there's nothing we can do. They're signed. Ain't no one taking them off our hands. And by the way, I don't want them to, you know, we started this. Let's ride it out until the wheels fall off. It's it's, it's all we can do. If they're healthy, they're going to be amazing. But they've been, you know, they've shown that they can't stay healthy. So what do we do? Maybe, the, maybe they'll both be healthy next year and we could only hope. Now, what about that other team? That other L.A. team? What are they? Lakers? Listen, they were lucky. They got, they barely got into the playing game. And then they have like, they get like, I don't know about the Lakers luck, dude. They had against the, the Minnesota Timberwolves. They played one of the worst games I think I've ever watched. And Minnesota star, one of Minnesota star player had his worst game. If he has a decent game, the Lakers are the eighth seed and not the seventh seed. They would have probably beat the, the Oklahoma State third and made the playoffs, but they would have had to face Denver instead of Memphis since they won that game. Now, I mean, that Memphis team, they were, they were a shit show to begin with. They, you know, John Morant and his, his problems, Dylan Brooks running his mouth, which I found very funny until LeBron just smacked them in the mouth. And, I got to give it up to the Lakers. You won't hear this from me very often, but the Lakers proved a point. They proved a point. They they said, you don't want to see us. And the way they've been playing, it's pretty scary. Now, they they moved on. They won their series. So congrats to them. They, have a, they officially now have a better season than the Clippers. So, all right. Do I think they're going to win it all? No. Denver is just too crazy good right now. And do I think they're going to beat the Warriors? They can. I mean, they can beat the Warriors the way LeBron's playing. But can LeBron sustain it for the whole next uh, next round and the round after that if they get to that? <sighs> so maybe you guys aren't into basketball. But maybe you're into running. And remember when Krista... My my girlfriend ran the marathon. What a dork, right? Now, if she would have just done what Joasia, Jo Joasia, Joasia, that's what it is. If she would have just done what Joasia did, she could have saved a lot of her energy and time while running the fucking marathon. <laughs> so check this out. A top ultra marathon runner who was disqualified from a race for using a car says she made a massive error, accepting the trophy for third place. Third place? She didn't even win the damn thing? Joasia Zach, 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 Zach,
said her actions were not malicious and the incident was caused by miscommunication. Uh-huh. Jump in the car. That's miscommunicating. Dr. Zarzuski from Dumfries took part in the 2023 GB Ultras Manchester to Liverpool 50-mile race on April 7th. Okay, this is UK. This is UK. It was later discovered she traveled by car for about 2.5 miles before continuing to complete the race. The 47-year-old uh, GP, I don't know what GP means. What does GP mean? Who now lives in Sydney in Australia told BBC Scotland how she had become lost off the course about the halfway mark when her leg began to feel sore as she started to limp. The pain became so bad that when she saw a friend on the side of the course and she accepted a lift in his car to the next checkpoint to tell the marshals she was pulling out of the race. When I got to the checkpoint, I told them I was pulling out and that I had been in the car and they said, you'll hate yourself if you stop, Dr. Zarzuski said. I agreed to carry on in a non-competitive way. I made sure I didn't overtake the runner in front when I saw her as I didn't want to interfere with her race. When she crossed the line, she was given a medal and a third place wooden trophy and posed for pictures. The runner who arrived from Australia the night before, what? What a dummy. Uh, said, I made a massive error accepting the trophy and should have handed it back. I was tired and jet-lagged and felt sick. I hold my hands up and I should have handed back and not had pictures done. But I was feeling unwell and spaced out and not thinking clearly. Wayne Drinkwater, the director of the GB Ultras race, said after the ultra marathon had received the information the runner had gained an unsporting comp- competitive advantage during the section of the event. He said after the event, there was no attempt by Joasia to make us aware of what had happened and give us an opportunity to correct the results or return the third place trophy during the course of the subsequent seven days. At the finish location, Joasia crossed the finish line timing mat, received her finisher medal, and was presented her trophy. At no point at the finish were their event team informed by Joasia that she was not running the race competitively. And he added, none of our event team in question had written statements to confirm this, were aware that that uh, Joasia had vehicle transported at any time during the race until we received information after the race from another competitor. Damn, so this chick got snitched on. She lied. She's like, oh, I didn't make a, a competitive judgment. And then she tried to blame it on them. <laughs> Which, what's wrong with this person? Uh, but I wish Krista would have did this. It would have made her a lot, saved her a lot of pain from running those 26 damn miles. All right, guys, you ready for some bad news? Wait, that's not how it goes. I think it goes like this. <clears throat> it's an intro. The segment's about to begin, though. Say hello to the darkness and welcome the blues. Janky Town's bringing you some bad news. Oh, no. All right. Well, if you haven't heard by now, um, some some uh, tragedy in the Kevin and Bean family from K-Rock. Uh, Sam, the Armenian comedian, passed away a couple of weeks ago. Um, unfortunately, he had, from what I'm hearing, is he had a stroke while driving his car and then had a car, ran his car into some other cars and unfortunately passed away from the injuries. Um, what can we say about Sam? I mean, was he the funniest guy? No. 
Did he make you laugh all the time? Sometimes. Maybe not all the time. But the man tried. And he was willing to do anything. And he was a good dude. A good person, right? Like, like sure, he got on our nerves and put on a, you know, set a bomb threat and got a restraining order. Like, it was so it was so wild, the, the history of Sam. And I wish I had lightning on to talk about him a little bit more. But Sam was a good guy, and he, he was he was a big part of the Kevin and Bean show on K Rock. Um, he used to call us all the time. First, he would always call Lightning, but he had Lightning cell phone. He he had Lightning gave him his cell phone, and he would constantly call Lightning to the point where Lightning just stopped answering his calls and started recording all his messages. Um, but, uh, I remember Sam would, would come in and be like, oh, let's start a rock and roll band. And we, we've done a lot of music with Sam. I mean, Lightning produced that whole, uh, Sam, the Armenian comedian love songs, which I thought were, some of them were pretty good, like peanut butter jelly song and Hey, teenagers don't shoot the bullets or whatever. I mean, there were some jams in there, but Sam, uh, unfortunately, just passed away. So, dude, uh, I- I'll miss your calls when you used to call the the station all the time or call my my business phone, and and I would answer all his calls. But Sam, you will be missed. Um, there is a a GoFundMe. Uh, I'm sure you've seen it, but I'll post it on the Patreon page and on the socials. Um, if if you can, he, they're trying to his family. Is trying to get him. Uh, is trying to to get enough money for the funeral, and if you can, you can. If not, I totally understand. It's it's everyone's. You know, it's it's tough with money. So, so Sam, you will be missed. Uh, some more bad news. Uh, Bed Bath and Beyond are closing all their stores. Now. You might say, why is that bad news? Because the store's closing? I was like, no, it's bad news because you know how many coupons I have from Bed Bath & Beyond? A shit ton. I have a lot of coupons. And let me tell you, they stopped accepting the coupons this past week. And I had to go and use some coupons. Me and Krista, we went to Bed Bath give me a call like we're like all right today's the last day that they're accepting coupons you want to meet there sure we go do our shopping we have Rhonda. it's just just before a uh, store closing right we're walking around so we get in line and we have about 15 items right so okay cool that makes sense we're gonna wait in this long ass line for these 15 items to use all our coupons, there was that they, they marked down some of the prices. So you're like, okay, cool. It's it's a closing sale. Let's let's do this. Let's let's get use our coupons and and uh, buy some shit. Some shit we really don't need, but you know what? It's on sale. Let's get it. I get in line at seven forty three. The store closes at eight. So we're just sitting there, and I hear this lady say, "I came yesterday." And it took me 60 minutes to get here. And I was like, oh, damn, I don't want to wait here 60 minutes. And I said, oh, really? You know, I started talking to her. And I said, that was my mistake. I said, really? Uh, why was it so long? They're like, they're just not staffed. 
And I was like, mm. she goes, it'll probably take about two hours today. I was like, no fucking way. There's no way this line is going to take two hours. Sure as shit, the line took two hours. And that wasn't even the worst part. The worst part is I had a whole uh, a whole cart. And these people behind me, these ladies, started slowly creeping in. And I'm like, Krista, you got to help me out here. Get in line with me. You know, <laughs> nope. She's walking around, walking Rhonda, uh, looking for more things to buy That while I'm in line. And I'm glad I got in line where I did because there was like the line wrapped around the whole store. And it took two freaking hours to go and pay for our things. And see, it's it was funny to see the piles of coupons that people were bringing and just leaving at the store. And these people who were in line with me, they were very nice, but very talkative. And I, I just, there were things I didn't need to know about their lives. So, and it's not just that talking to people is bad, but like, we're all in line. There's no need to crowd me and step on my shoes and clothes and start like going through my cart to see what I'm buying and stuff. Like, there's no need for that. So, Bed Bath & Beyond, RIP. But if you have coupons and you didn't use them, guess what? Some other stores are accepting the Bed Bath & Beyond coupons. Um, You may have heard of a store called the Container Store. Taking the 20% off coupons for one single item. Huh? That's pretty cool. And now Big Lots just said, well, this is for all the Jankses in Philadelphia. I don't know if there's any, but if you're in Philadelphia, Big Lots announced that customers with Bed Bath & Beyond coupons will get 25, I'm sorry, 20% off their purchases of $50 or more. That's pretty cool. So look at that. Your coupons are still good, but this is only for a limited time in May. So don't wait too long for that. <sighs> More bad news. Did you hear? And this is going to come as a shocker to you guys. Did you hear that fried food is linked to anxiety and depression? Come on. New research suggests that French fries may be linked to depression. Come on now. A research team in Hangzhou, China, found that frequent consumption of fried foods, especially fried potatoes, was linked with 12% higher risk of anxiety and 7% higher risk of depression than in people who didn't eat fried foods. The link was more pronounced among young men and younger consumers. Fried foods are known risk factors for obesity, high blood pressure, and other health effects. These results open an avenue in significance of reducing fried food consumption for mental health, according to the paper published Monday in the journal PNAS. I don't know what that means. All right. Listen, look, look, look. We don't need a study to tell us that fried food is bad. It is. But... The street study says that fried food makes you happy. So I'm going to continue with that. <sighs> Do you subscribe to something? I subscribe to Blue Apron. 
and I, I haven't really used it in, in a while. So I just keep skipping, 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 skipping all my meals. But I, I forgot to skip the other day and I just got to charge my credit card. I didn't pick my food and it pisses me off. I'm like, damn it. I wish I could pick my food. So now I got to eat some like vegan thing that they suggested. But whatever. But you know who I might have to try? Is HelloFresh. <laughs> Why? Because HelloFresh seems to care about their workers. And here's why. Here's a perfect example of it. HelloFresh halts use of coconut milk from Thailand due to forced labor claims. All right, there you go. All right, good job, HelloFresh. The milk kit company HelloFresh will no longer use coconut milk from Thailand amid allegation of forced monkey labor. <laughs> In January, Target became the latest major retailer joining Costco and Walmart to specifically ban Chacoa coconut milk in light of investigation from PETA's Asia division, which found that monkeys were being forced to work. HelloStep took it a step further by distancing itself from coconut milk harvesting in Thailand altogether, claiming the decision was out of abundance of caution. Ooh, there's that, there's that phrase. We do not tolerate any form of animal abuse in our supply chain, the company said in a statement. Uh, out of abundance of caution, we will not be placing orders from coconut milk from Thailand. <laughs> what? Why? How? Okay, here we go. Here we go. Laura Shields, PETA's director of corporate responsibility, told Axios that upon discovering rampant use of monkeys in its third investigation, the animal rights organization is imploring retailers to do exactly what HelloFresh has decided to do. Now, the push is to stop sourcing from Thailand entirely and source from other places that produce coconut milk without the use of monkeys, like the Dominican Republic. India, Sri Lanka, Vietnam, the Philippines. <laughs> That's what S.H.I.E.L.D. says. PETA allegedly found instances of abuse at dozens of coconut retrieval operations throughout several provinces in Thailand. These companies that have become reliant on monkeys to harvest coconuts will force them to climb tall trees for hours and separate young monkeys from their families to support production. Wow. That's crazy. How do you force a monkey to go up and climb and get a coconut? Well, we know we're not uh, <laughs> buying from Thailand anytime soon. Some coconut milk. But you know what? Coconut milk sucks in general, so don't buy it at all. Oh, man, Jenkses. Well, I think that's it for today. Episode 127 is in the books. Jenkses, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Squish! They're trying to cut my shit! We don't want you! We want you! But this is California! California!